<laughs> Thank you for using your uh, what do you call it when you make a decision on your own to not be completely wild and reckless. Oh. Y'all gotta relax. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all right. Y'all gotta relax. All right, so we're back. Episode <laughs> 112 of the Two Bells podcast. I, I, the Q 112 song. I don't know. 112. Um, oh, you man. can listen anywhere. How about that? Yeah, there we go. Um, And we're back with, a, I guess, a somewhat anticipated episode because last week I called out this man, Justin Davis, because he's been talking a lot of shit. And he's been talking a lot of shit regarding, you know... This is the the battle of the brands for SmackDown Live and and Raw and which one is the real A show when clearly know which one is the real A show, um, so we've invited him on the podcast. Uh. This is the record three belts, I guess. Now this is what he's been talking about. Yeah, but it is what it is. We've got Justin Davis on the phone. Three belts to the back of your head. How have you been doing, Justin? Since you've been on the last time, which was like last summer, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen. Uh... I just want to start out by saying we all know what the real A show is, and that is now Raw. And we're going to get to that in a second, but I'm doing great. It was getting fine. spicy I'm a, in here. I'm at a, I'm at a local uh, burger establishment sure. uh, in Playa del Rey, you know? Oh, a location. Sitting, <laughs> sitting with money. Let's just say that. Let's just say that you Listen, know? He's, That's si- he's the, setting the scene up. I very much so appreciate this. Despite I'm sitting with money right now, and, sitting and, with a lot of money. Listen, and, and, <laughs> and here's the thing: I'm in, I'm in the bit. I'll, I'll recognize this. I'm a bit disadvantaged because we about to start this sort of battle of the brands debate, where Justin is pretty much an experienced debater. Some would say, yeah. a master debater. Some would say, yeah. <laughs> some would say, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Some would say that. Can you give a little bit of, like, your experience in sort of debating? Like, where, where does that sort of come uh, from? I was on the debate team at my high school for about three years. I was a regional champion in debate. Mm, Jesus. Uh, Jesus so, you Christ. know, I pretty much this know what's good. He's got a black belt. Good. A black yeah. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean... I'm, I'm 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 skilled in all, in all areas, but debate is where I where I you know it's it's the most human art form. You know, you don't got to use your fish, you use your words. You know, I know. So that's very much so true. But I'm about to beat yeah. him with words. I don't care I have... about all of these regional championships. I don't care what color sash it is and what color. Wow. And, and what kind of trophies this is? In like, true I don't Shawn care. Michaels fashion, mm-hmm. I am the guest referee, and I brought my you know my cut up shirt with and the your fucking biker sleeves. shorts. Yeah, nigga, you already know what it is. <laughs> Disgusting biker shorts. That way, first of all, first of all, they match the romp him underneath. <laughs> that shit yeah. was a rib. Like he knew that Vince hated those biker shorts, so he kept fucking and, wearing absu- them. Absolutely. No, actually. Vince liked those biker shorts. What? Be- this further fuels my uh, <laughs> my understanding of Vince McMahon. He's sure. a strange dude. Nonetheless, we are finally dude. here. So uh, we're going to – let's get this debate off and started. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wants to go first and sort of plead their case. All right. Um, we'll let I'll Justin let, go. I'll let Mills go. Oh. I'll let Mills go first. Oh, sure. Because I'll let it go first because this is a show that's fallen out of the favor you know, in my eyes, so I, I want to see where she starts off, and I and I'll come with the counter. I'll come with my uh, debate, and then we'll do a uh, we'll do like a face to face back and forth. Sure, you, you I, your case. I, I'll plead my case, and we'll go back and forth. That's how a debate round. That's how the debate match goes. Sure, I feel like oh, I'm a hi- highly at a disadvantage, you. but it is what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna let's talk let's talk a little bit about SmackDown Live right. and the show the the the, the new A show of the entire WWE universe mm. and SmackDown Live. You know, it wasn't positioned to be the best show. You know, we drafted, in the initial draft, we drafted a lot of veterans and we drafted a lot of people who necessarily hadn't been proven. We didn't have the, you know, we didn't have the Roman Reigns. We didn't have the Seth Rollins. We didn't have the Brock Lesnar's. We didn't have, we, we, we only, truly the two pillars were John Cena, Randy Orton. John Cena's not even there full time. Randy Orton, I don't know, he you know, takes his sick days or annual leave whenever he wants to. Um, it is what it is. So we really, truly had to establish a brand full of new stars. And the one thing about wrestling that I think fans appreciate is that sort of unpredictability factor. And that's the unpredictability factor you necessarily don't get with Raw. With SmackDown, you have a whole crop of new stars, a whole crop, a pretty much uh, 
a a sea of talent that is yet unproven, but it's not like to the fact where they are they've they've reached the level that they're at because they're good. But they're pretty much just unproven because maybe they haven't had the time on Raw or SmackDown or maybe people don't get main event because it only airs in the UK or something along those lines. So we've got the sort of unpredictability of what could happen. And no one would no one could predict that AJ Styles, the pretty much the best wrestler now in the WWE, was cultivated through SmackDown. He is the best wrestler, period. Better than anyone on Raw, better than anyone on SmackDown. He is the number one. And he carries the entire, you know, WWE just and smokes everyone in sort of this competition that he was cultivated on SmackDown from the opportunity he was given on SmackDown. Let's 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 talk about the women's division on SmackDown. Clearly, Raw maybe it may have been superior at a time, just but still stale at a time. Because what Raw does is feed you sort of the similar things over and over again. For months on end, we got Sasha Banks versus Charlotte and was believed that was the only feud. Whereas on SmackDown, you see Charlotte taking a, a much more different role. It's not it's not a bad role, but it's one that uh, provides her new opportunities, which makes that show exciting in general. There are six women in the, te- in the women's division on SmackDown entirely. There are probably six on Raw. But the six on Raw is not being utilized as the six on SmackDown. There's no, there's no beef. There's no current stronger beef on SmackDown than maybe the welcoming committee versus the rest of the Divas, and that is just another reason why SmackDown is one of the great shows. Let's talk about the tag division. I mean, pretty much the tag division on Raw. Great that you got the Hardys. Unfortunate that you can't really use the broken gimmick because of what you know what happened in TNA and all that other stuff. But so you've got sort of the old stars on Raw, but now you've got the new crop on SmackDown. You have the Usos. You have the New Day now, which is just one of the top tag teams in, in the entire WWE. You have essentially Cesaro and Sheamus being totally outclassed by a ballroom dancer and a guy who changes costumes and with a, water gun. With a mop and a water gun and all this other stuff. Like, you, 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 have, you have that sort of factor. SmackDown provides unpredictability factor. It provides excitement. And... One thing that we have, you, you see now the champion, um, Jinder Mahal. And I know that that may be an ire, you know, that might, that may not necessarily be, you know, the ideal champion. He's not a Randy Orton where he looks like a champion. He's not John Cena with the big strong jaw and, the, you know, the arm of America and all this other <laughs> stuff. But Jinder Mahal represents what the country is today. It's a very diverse group. It's a very... And we should have sort of diverse champions. And it's just a different champion in general. And I think that the trajectory of SmackDown ratings over the last two weeks have only gone up. All the raw ratings have only gone down. And I think that continues to lend itself to the factor of unpredictability that you get on SmackDown, the excitement you get on SmackDown, where you tune in, you don't necessarily know what happened, whereas when everyone tunes on tunes in on Raw, you kind of get the gist of what's going to happen or you can expect anything that's going to happen. SmackDown is the land of opportunity. It's the land of the unexpected. It's pretty much the most exciting show that we have here. It is the A show. There is no doubt about it. That is my case. Justin, now, flame that boy. <laughs> no, we're not getting there yet. We're going to oh, present our Whoa. cases. We're not getting there yet. So, um, you know, those are some very good points brought up by Mills, I have to say. I'm very surprised you came prepared today. Very blessed to have a, a you know, be on the show and to, and to be mm. doing this. Mm. But listen, it's, it's, it goes like this. SmackDown keeps the people happy. Raw keeps the lights on. Let's go down there. Let's go down the list here. <clears throat> and once again, we have to talk about just the prestige of Raw. And and I and I'll be clear here. I was not a Raw fan last year. I hated Raw. In fact, I did not watch Raw for a good six to seven weeks. You know, between the time that Kevin Owens became champion and uh, WrestleMania season. So I I get what Mills is saying. SmackDown has been the A show for the past year almost. It had more exciting storylines. It had more exciting characters on it, and it took characters that we never thought, you know, would get reach the levels that they were, and it, it saw them reach new new levels, like the Miz and you know everyone else on, on the roster. 
However, with the superstar shakeup, which is which is what I thought we were talking about today, I don't I don't know what Mills is really talking about. But since the superstar shakeup, Raw has leaps and bounds had better shows. We're talking about the matchups being fresher. We're talking about a roster that is healthy, for one. Because I mean, last year we have to say that Raw had a very unhealthy roster. Almost everyone was injured, especially their their, their biggest stars. I will say that even with the superstar shakeup, both shows had issues with identity for the you know the first month because of course they, they mixed up characters and feuds in the middle of actual feuds. But after that happened, what did we see? We saw Finn Balor c- come back to the to the forefront. We saw Bray Wyatt a, a more energetic and you know, you know promos notwithstanding a more energetic and you know, a more um, engaged Bray Wyatt. And we saw Dean Ambrose and a Miz program that even though we saw last year actually has new wrinkles in it this time because they're taking the IC title to um, a, a lot of different ways or a lot of different places with Miz bringing up things like Dean Ambrose not, you know, being up to snuff at WrestleMania and stuff like that. Like, there, it's a more shoot atmosphere where Miz is able to take that character that he cultivated in SmackDown and bring it over on Raw. Now, when you get to the title picture, uh, you know, there are obvious problems that people have with it, like Brock Lesnar. But again, Raw keeps the lights on. Raw keeps the lights on and keeps the asses in the seat. You have to have a, 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 an attraction and that's something that SmackDown is sorely missing. Raw has Brock Lesnar, period. That's an attraction. Even though he might not pop a, a he might not pop a TV rating all the time, he will definitely pop a pop a buy rate. He'll definitely pop a, you know, a social um, social media shitstorm whenever he does anything. Whenever he shows up on the show, it's it's a event. It's almost like a finals like event. It's almost like Cavs and 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 Warriors when he shows up because you never know what he's gonna do or you never know where he's gonna who he's gonna face next. I mean, and again, I go back to the to the roster. I mean, we have a lot of people that are in this, are established stars, and I think with SmackDown, I, I think the you know new opportunities and, and new stars stuff like that. Like, I think that's very overblown. A lot of the stars on SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura notwithstanding, are are guys that are like forty years old. Like, they're they're very old. Like, we still have Roman Reigns who's in his early thirties. You have Seth Rollins who's in his early thirties. You have Finn Balor who might be in his mid mid 30s at least 30 think it's 35 36 like i think the core of the upper mid card or the upper card in, in raw is actually younger than smackdown she's getting like a more like 37 years old aj Styles turned 40 today john cena's 40 uh, who's the champion right now jinder mahal okay he he is what 28 29 I, I think he's still in his 20s but he's the youngest person out there right now he's the youngest person in the, in the upper car right now okay kevin Owens is like 36 Raw has a younger base of people to, to go from. I think, the, I think the whole SmackDown brings up younger stars is very overblown. Charlotte is not 20 years old. She's also in her 30s. So, I mean, you have to, like, really think about what is really the, the launching pad here. Like, a lot of NXT is, is, is filtered through, through um, SmackDown as of late, but I think a lot of the surefire hits have come to Raw. Trust me, if John Cena was still full-time, Shinsuke Nakamura would be on Raw. Let's be clear here. But if, we're also going to go the, to the women's division. And while there are certain characters that are very, very... Uh, I, was, I won't even say they're misguided or they're, they're kind of treading water. But, you know, just an example, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks has a storyline where it allows her to actually be on two different shows at this time. And I haven't even got to the Cruiserweight division. Sasha Banks has been able to go down a peg in order to bring up other stars like Alexa Bliss and, and actually legitimatize, um, make Bailey more legitimate in, in essence. I mean, Bailey has actually had her best program in, since she's been on the main roster with Alexa Bliss. She actually, people actually care about her. They care about the story. And Alexa Bliss is a great heel, almost low-key a better heel than Charlotte, better on the mic at least. They got a big infusion the super, superstar shakeup, and I feel like that's something that is going to continue to, to be a big selling point for all. I think the women's division hasn't even reached its pinnacle yet. I mean, we, have, we still have Sasha Banks, and I know they want, to, want her to turn heel, but I, I, don't, I don't necessarily hate her feud with Alicia Fox either because, again, you're bringing up stars that have been there before. It's the same thing that SmackDown's doing. Jinder Mahal's been there forever. Alicia Fox has been there forever. They're just not giving them a chance to rack up some wins. I mean, if you want to, if you want to say it's a land of opportunity, Raw's a land of opportunity as well. I mean, you, I think we have to look at it within the same type of booking rules. Raw is the A show right now because it has a younger base and it's allowing 
their characters to do a lot more on a bigger stage. Think about it. There's a five. There's a pay per view this weekend where there's a five way match where there will be maybe. I know Roman Reigns. I mean, we don't know who's going to win, but there's poss- there's a possibility that Brock Lesnar will face somebody after that match that he's never faced before. In the, in that case, the only thing with SmackDown we're really looking forward to is AJ versus Nakamura or Cena versus Nakamura. That's not really. That, that's it. You know, Brock Lesnar hasn't faced a lot of people. Roman Reigns hasn't faced a lot of uh, a lot of the people in the roster yet. And then I still haven't even gotten to Braun Strowman, who when he comes back will have a, a shitload of people to go against. So I mean, that in itself is huge. Not in you know, just going back to the cruiserweight division. I cannot properly defend that without saying that this is the main reason why Raw is the land of opportunity. Um, Two hundred five live in itself, that's a different show. But the cruiserweight division on Raw is allowed to cultivate its characters for two hundred five live, and a lot of the a lot of the storylines don't hit. I'll give them that, but a lot of story a lot of the storylines deal. Neville and the Austin Aries storyline is actually compelling and has been compelling in fact i forgot they were facing each other for the third time this week until i realized that the storyline had been built up so well that this, these are two people that are trying to outdo each other storylines like that like it's very 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 um i, I want to say like old south re- really deep like deep south wrestling type type stuff like raw has very good long-term storytelling that i think will eventually pay off smackdown kind of throws things at the wall and i understand that because the roster's smaller but again like Raw has the ability, it has the firepower to throw a lot of things out there that will work, and they're sure fire that will work. The people will think, you know, they're doing the same thing every week, but these are things that are proven that will work. And since we want to get to the ratings, I mean, we could we can get to the ratings in, in one simple sentence. Raw comes on on Mondays, where we have Stanley Cup Finals, we have NFL playoffs, we have NFL games, we have... Um, you know, all sorts of things that happen on Mondays. We have presidential election debates on Mondays and stuff like that. SmackDown comes on a, on a cozy-ass time at Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. What are you doing on Tuesday at 8 o'clock? What are you doing? Nothing. It probably goes up against heavy hitters. You know why? Because it has to keep the lights on. It has to. Raw will take the fire so SmackDown can live. If there was no Raw, there would be no SmackDown. It's the A show because it keeps the lights on so i'll take a ratings dip it doesn't mean that the creative is dipping the creative is on raw as strong as it's been in 12 months mm. but if you look at where it sits compared to smackdown raw has to face a lot more that's not even a fair comparison smackdown faces no competition ever ever there's not a finals game coming on on tuesday come on like we gotta, we gotta be fair here we gotta be fair but that's my argument all right, so let me rebuttal for meals real no, quick. No, no, no. Don't hold rebuttal because you're the, you're hold the, on, hold you're on, the hold biased on. party. You're hold the on, hold biased on, hold party. On. Wow, bro. All right, now you can go. All right. Well, I, I've, <laughs> I've heard what you said, and I and I understand a lot of what Justin says. Mm-hmm. But to think that, you know, first of all, the, the accusation that Shinsuke Nakamura would be on Raw if John Cena was – if John Cena, you know, was full-time – that's unproven. You have no idea to prove that. You have no idea. You have no idea to prove that. No, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It's not the truth because you have no way to prove it. You have no way to prove it. There's no way to prove that Shinsuke Nakamura would be on Raw. Who's doing house shows? Most of the time. Answer me. Answer me. Who's doing house? Who's doing house shows? Cena or Nakamura? Nakamura. Okay, that's what. That's that's my proof right there. But that doesn't prove that he would be on Raw. That doesn't prove anything that he would be on Raw. We don't know the creative going into that. That's a proof. That's a fact that you, you're saying is truth, but it's not necessarily the truth because you can't actually prove it with actual facts. That Who's he would doing be a house show? Who's doing a house show loop in Biloxi? Cena or Nakamura? I don't know. Who's doing it? See, John Cena it? is one of the hardest working men in the business. I didn't say that, but he's on his way out. That's why. That's why they called in Nakamura. That's, I that's absolutely my believe that. They, what you have proven so far to me is that Shinsuke Nakamura works when John Cena doesn't. Right now, that doesn't prove to me that if Shinsuke Nakamura would be on Raw, that doesn't prove anything. And then to yes, say it does because you know why? Because if, if Shinsuke was allowed to be on 
you're you're continuing to say the shakeup would have been say, a lot different, and you know that you're continuing to say if as if there was a concrete proof about this. There's no well, he's on, proof he's about on SmackDown now. It doesn't he's matter. on SmackDown. It's, I don't even know. He's on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. He's a real Chewbacca okay, defense one. out here. He's he's 100 on SmackDown, and 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 I wanted to talk about sort of the cruiserweight division that you're 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 um you're alluding to, and I'd say the only opportunity that was given in this sort of cruiserweight division is to Neville. And Neville is doing a great service to the Cruiserweight division because, honestly, he's one of the best superstars on either roster right now. I wish he was on SmackDown because then the Cruiserweight division would completely collapse because before Neville came on, there was no sort of... There was no direction. There was nothing sort of... Focus. There's no... There's nothing sort of holding up. There's no foundation to the division. It sort of lied it's on... a lot of ifs. Lord. It's a lot of ifs. Again, there it's was a lot of ifs. I, I'm just saying the truth. There was no foundation. There was a there was a there was a new title. There was a new title. You know, a new champion every other month. They were. But going does Neville not get over the cruiserweights that he goes against? He, he gets over everybody in that does. division. Don't get me wrong. He absolutely does. But to believe to to try to make it to try to code up the cruiserweight division or even 205 Live like it was like it's a show that people actually watch or a show that's actually. Engaging the people like anything. I didn't bring up two hundred five live. I, I said that's a different show. You one hundred? No, two hundred five live is part of the Raw roster. Two hundred five live is it's. You said that just no, because the cruiserweights are the no. crazy. The cruiserweights are not the show. It's not the show. That's two hundred five live is not a two hundred five live is not a fourth hour of Raw, bro. It, it it might as well be. I'll be honest with you because literally, oh my god, it might that's, as not well. that's, that's not, not a point. point. That's not, not a point. That's not a point. I'll move on. Um. Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks is you, you talk about her as if you know that she's helping elevate the division right now, and I agree, I agree. Her star power once shown on in a prior year, maybe before 2017. In 2017, she hasn't been the Sasha Banks that was in 2016. She hasn't even had the lore that she had in NXT in. 2015 she's been used poorly throughout the entire thing the creative team has nor has nakamura nor has nakamura nakamura just got here bro nakamura just got here like he literally just got here a month ago and you knew what they were doing in terms of building him up and then you knew the persona that they wanted to get across before he actually got in the ring Mm -hmm. sasha banks has not been proven at any point in this entire year because she she She's she's of the past. They're focusing was on she not Alexa at WrestleMania. Blue. She was, was on she WrestleMania. WrestleMania. She was on WrestleMania. You know who also was on WrestleMania? Naomi. You know how someone else who's getting an opportunity? Naomi. Two time the SmackDown Women's Champion over the Sasha's past a three year. Time. Sasha's a three time. Sasha's a three time. Sure, but during the shakeup, don't you agree that Naomi has had the much better showing than Sasha Banks? Has gotten way more support from the people. Than Sasha Banks. The, the, Sasha the Banks champion? has been the, used. The champion? Sa- no, I, I, think that became... Bex, I think that I think that Natalia looks better than Naomi right now. If you want to keep it a hundred, I mean, you might be right. Um, <laughs> but I believe Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. There's no way you can convince me that Sasha Banks has the luster that she once had. Sasha Banks. Uh, is she, now she still gets reaction. Play. She still gets reaction. She, she's still. Does she? Does she really? Yes. Does she yes. really? She's still getting yes. a sort of middling. She's she's sort of doing. She's middling on the card. She's not really doing anything. She's out here having this feud with Alicia Fox that no one cares about. One hundred percent, no one cares about. You can't tell me the people I don't, are I don't engaged. Think that's true. You, you can't tell me the people are engaged in this trifecta of a series between Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox when there is nothing going on. And the only variables that they brought into it is the cruiserweights that sort of do made people it. do people give a shit about Brizongo and the Usos? Do people give a shit people, about uh do people give a shit about uh, I know you heard the reaction when they're on the paper. No one people, cared until that match no one cared after people, the cross dressing was they, over. After listen, the cross dressing was over they were it was over. consistently <laughs> building them up through the fashion police. It takes time. It is consistently building okay, them up. Okay, so are the they fashion not consistently police building, are they not consistently building up Sasha Banks right now? No, they're not. What is your point? No, I can't say they, that they're they building are. up Sasha Banks. No, they're not. What are what You're are, arguing semantics. A, You're really arguing there's, semantics. There's no direction why, with her. If she has if she's won the belt three times, it's time for her to get out of the title picture anyway. It's Bailey's time right now. Is it I mean, really? I, I brought up but Charlotte's Charlotte's in the picture as well. What, what happened to that? Like Charlotte's That's in the, because there are no other that's because there's a fucking no, stable on because SmackDown. There's <laughs> there's six there's six women. It could have easily been Naomi versus um <clears throat> Carmella at a pay per view, and I'm sure that would have, you know, it's Carm like Carm like 
they, it could have been that. Like, it could have been Naomi versus Natalia. There's there, there there's nothing on sort of but raw. But it's not. You keep saying a lot of ifs. You're not saying we're really, what's really going down. And I'm but saying they're like, utilizing their roster a, better. Sasha Banks is still a compelling they, character. They, she's, still <laughs> a compa- she's still a compelling character because she's still in a fucking feud. She's still on TV, so that means that they still have faith in her and they're still putting her on TV. They have, there are people that aren't putting, putting her on TV because Raw has three hours they need to fill and that's another detriment to Raw. Raw has these three hours that it has to fill and a lot we of gotta it keep is the very, a we lot gotta of keep it the is very middling content and you we cannot gotta keep the dispute you gotta keep the life on. can't dispute that at all. Literally over the past four weeks we've had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, Matt Hardy versus Cesaro, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro, Matt Hardy versus Sheamus again and it's just that sort of stalling that doesn't make any of the feuds compelling. They know they have to hold together three hours, and they're not even doing a good job to so make it compelling. So we didn't just have a we didn't just have a Usos and Brizongo match again. With, we had it with singles matches and exact, then another fucking tag how match. Did we didn't just do that. And they did it all in one night instead of do, instead so of you're instead mad. of so dragging that, people down over the course of a month. Like you're mad. One hundred percent of a month. It's not. It month. sounds like you're no, mad. No, no, don't cam me, bro. Show. Don't cam me. I mean, Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> like my G. Don't Bill O'Reilly me because like it's not gonna mad. happen. Like it's not mad. It's it's completely engaging. <laughs> they had two singles matches. They got the quick wins, oh, and then they decided, hey, an unpredictable show that people genuinely like. They said, hey, we're gonna do oh, this, man. and we're gonna have the unpredictability doesn't mean good ever since ever. Since the Smackdown has, has given ever since the shakeup, SmackDown has given us B grade, great value versions of feuds that they did better last year. While okay? it doesn't and, and mean this, good, this is, it means this isn't exciting. Even talking about. It means none of that is exciting. Jinder Mahal as a champion isn't exciting, exciting bro. Jinder Mahal as a champion isn't exciting, and I think you've even agreed with me with that. Like that's not an exciting thing. Like there, people are bringing up numbers and bringing up numbers of, of people in India. Like 1.3 billion people aren't fucking watching WWE. Dude, I'm sorry, it's just not happening. Jinder not Mahal happening. is ex- Jinder Mahal is exciting because he's a fresh new champion. I can't are you say that to watch about his matches. I'm not excited to watch, watch his matches. I'll give you that. In okay. terms of talent, okay. in terms of talent, did he have a good match? Did he have, did he have a good match? Did, did he, he have a good match? match? He had a great match with AJ Styles. I can't even front on that. Did he have a good match with Randy Orton? Though? He did not have a good match with Randy Orton. I can't. Okay. Bl- I can't. I can't. That's say, your champion. Listen, this is That's this is 100 true. This is 100 true. But you know what? At least we have a champion. I, I can't we say have a with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Where's Brock Lesnar? Where's Brock Lesnar over the pe- June twenty sixth? Oh, so now we gotta we gotta He's mark our calendars for you. Brock motherfuckers Lesner. don't have an attraction. You guys we have, have an, attraction, an attraction. That's why his, you're mad. We have an attraction, and this is what we have an attraction. It's called July fourth when John Cena returns to SmackDown. That's the attraction. Wow. You talk oh, so, about so part time stars. You talk about part time stars. You talk about part time stars, and you don't want to bring up John Cena. John Cena, who's been here over the past. How many years? Do you want wow, to talk about that? It's a part-time star, bro. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's for apparently Brock to be okay. Part-time, but it's okay. It's, it's okay for John oh Cena to be God. a part-time star, but it's not I okay for Brock to be a so part-time much. star. Listen. Let us this never quarrel. Just... <laughs> I love you both so much. Is it okay? Is, is it okay? okay? Which one's okay, man? Which one's okay? okay? You brought up John Cena like that, man. Something, bro. It didn't mean anything to me just now because you just got mad about Brock. John Cena represents the company, bro. John Cena continues to represent the country. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar out here doing movies and doing shows and doing Nickelodeon and shouting out the WWE. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar on Nickelodeon. Who doesn't have to? That nigga go comb and throw a shark in the fucking river. Brock, Brock, I mean, that's not a point. That's not a point. Like, everyone in that company represents that company. What are you talking about? Raw, continue, Raw continues. You continue Mediator, to make please, the. Please you continue to make the argument. Mediator, you continue to make Mediator. the argument. Ar- Y'all wildin'. Y'all wildin'. All right. Well, all right. Who do you want to have the next point, please? All right. All right. So. Yeah, I was wildin'. Yeah, niggas is getting rowdy. It was getting me real riled up. It was very spicy. Sure. It's very spicy. This is what goes but, on every day, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know y'all niggas argue. But um But it's all love. It's all love, baby. Um Um I, I want I, Well go go ahead. What's the next what's the next point on the agenda yeah, for this one? No, there's just Oh, okay. So down the line, will these pe- will these shows maintain their status as the A show? That's what I want to <laughs> ask y'all. Down the line, what's the projections? Because we talked about what's going on, but what's going Do on? Do I go first? Next? Yes, you go first. All right. My, my projection for Raw is that I believe within the next couple of weeks, we will have a clearer vision of uh, the universal title picture, and that by the fall, we'll have a universal champion that will be on the show every week. 
I think that we are all steam ahead on what I believe is the main event of WrestleMania next year in Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns Part 2. And I think they're going to start building to that right now. I think our upper to mid-card, or upper mid-card is going to be more defined with the likes of The Miz and Dean Ambrose and stuff like that. But also new people, which I, I, I even forgot to mention Miz, they're building up people like The Drifter and, uh, and putting him in more prominent roles against people like Dean Ambrose. And they had a pretty dope match a couple of weeks ago, in my opinion. But um, I, I think essentially Raw could... The thing that the things that would keep me watching Raw, as it has kept me watching for the past couple of weeks, is keeping the style. I think they they have matched SmackDown in the style of matches that they've had, and I think that goes with who they've brought over in the Superstar Shakeup and what they've allowed you know people to uh, do when faced people like Seth Rollins, who didn't really have a partner that that actually wrestled the same type of style that he did on the show. He was you know, he was the person that was you know holding up the show all year, you know, when he was there, when he wasn't injured, you know. So I, I think that it depends. The, the, the thing with Raw is that if they keep the, the style that they had, and I think both SmackDown and Raw do this, you know, and, I, and I'll give a lot of props to SmackDown for that, is that, well, maybe not all the props, but, like, when it's matches with AJ or Sammy or who we, who we both neglected to talk about, and I think he's actually a big point. But, um, you know, when it comes to people like that, it's, it's, it's like, you know, they're, they're allowed to go out and do what they, do what they want to do. And I think if Raw is allowed to keep keep that up then it'll be a great show you know you know going forward i think in terms of smackdown live i think it will continue to grow it'll continue to progress it'll continue to provide a great alternative to raw i think um over the next over the next couple months we have a lot of big time matches that necessarily could occur i think john cena return is something that's up in the air that makes things very exciting especially with the new crop of talent on Raw. You have the upcoming SummerSlam card, which you know is going to be a big card of Brooklyn. And I think you have the potential to see him go up against a Jinder Mahal, possibly, and sort of build that sort of feud and sort of a blood feud between Jinder Mahal and John Cena, the first time ever, and really a great opportunity for Jinder Mahal. Um, I think you have just the wealth of talent, and I think more utilization... And utilization of the stars is really where SmackDown shines overall. I think just the fact that you now you have the AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. You have all these sort of stars which they, they're utilizing perfectly. I think even with the women's division, they're utilizing that. Having six women on a show and utilizing all six of them on a two-hour show. This isn't the three-hour show where you could have utilized, you could have had at least two different feuds running alongside. No, this is a two-hour show. R- really run get time, to the point. Get to the really point. run get to the time point. one hour and get to the point. minutes. Sir, 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 sir. But they're utilizing all six women on the show, and they're building them up. So when you have these separate feuds, when you have a Naomi versus Carmella, when you have a Becky Lynch versus Natalia, where you have maybe a possibly a Tamina versus Charlotte, that the people care about these feuds. They utilize these stars. I think SmackDown continues to have the best trajectory going forward. I think Raw, over the next couple of months, will continue to just stall. I don't think Great Balls of Fire will be a great pay-per-view. I think, honestly, I think... No really, matches announced yet. I think, no, honestly, no matches announced there's, yet. A, there's a match announced, and it's Brock Lesnar versus whoever wins. No matches, no, no matches, no matches announced, by the way. And I believe with Great Balls of Fire... fucking sense. I believe with Great Balls of Fire, we're literally going to get a number one contender at Extreme Rules, and they're just going to die to the feet of Brock Lesnar at Extreme Rules of Fire because there are bigger That's plans for SummerSlam. They, they have no clue what's going on. I have no clue. I guess I have no clue what's going on, but I, I believe with SmackDown, you have great utilization of stars. You have awesome trajectory. You have a bunch of cr- exciting new talent. You have, um, you have just just better utilization of stars. I can't say that enough. They're utilizing everyone in sort of two hours. They've made people into stars. They've made Bree Zango and made them into beloved faces after spending, I don't know, how many months as sort of this this middling heel team on whichever show they were on, uh, SmackDown Live, I guess. But the the new shakeup has brought new life to them. You see Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is someone with the extreme upside. Who will? You said the Usos? The Usos, no. They're all they're old too, by the way. They're, they're they were you mentioned they were young stars. They're they're old too. They're they're not a, they've been around for almost a decade, Listen, maybe more. 
by the way. So yeah, they're not they're not young guys. Mm. By the yeah, way, they're sorry, not young sorry, guys, sorry, but sorry, somehow sorry. they're not young guys, but somehow they're not the most excited. The the, sh- the your show doesn't necessarily provide the excitement that sort of SmackDown does. SmackDown Hardys are on our show. We have we have the you fucking have the Hardys, Hardys on your show. Is that really where we're going with the Hardys? I mean, the we Hardys the Hardy are great. Boys. Don't get you know me how wrong. in the Avengers. You know how in the Avengers they were like, we have a whole. We got the Hardys. The Hardys. <laughs> what the fuck? The Hardy, if you can't utilize the broken gimmick, what's really the point of bringing them back? They're still over. They're, they're, they're that, still that, that, still only over. that only matters for marks like you. That only matters for marks like you. It only matters for marks like you. New Day is completely over. All right. I just want to say Yeah, they that. are over. Yeah, they, they are they're real over. They're real over. I just want you to yeah, know. Yeah, they're over. One of yeah, the top-selling merch in the company. Yeah, they're very over. They're done. Know. No. Not 100%. No. But I believe... Just the utilization of stars on SmackDown. It's a more exciting show. Just, just, just brand of, just new stars, just new talent. They're, Did you answer the question? Did you answer the question of where you think the show's gonna go? Like I answered the show. Been, I answered rambling. the question where it's gonna go. It's gonna go All to right. the top. It's continuing All to right. be the A show. There's ratings. The A show on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, not fucking Mondays. Where you, where you have to go against SmackDown. Can't the air on Mondays. Finals. Is that is that my fault? That's the rosters are are the is way they Raw's are because fault, is it Ross's fault? That's one hundred Monday Raw's night. Raw's that was your fault. That wouldn't have been my ratings. Wouldn't have been my point because I already know we can't change the time slots. That was your point. I'm just bringing it up. Listen, three hours. Up, three hours is a lot to sort of keep up, and All you guys right. don't that's know not how our to point fill it. it that's right, a great point, gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. We are we are well past the thirty minute mark for this one. Sure. So. We're going to wrap it up, but y'all both did an amazing job. Let the people decide. We, didn't talk we, about we are going to let the people talk, decide. We didn't talk about Sami Zayn. We didn't talk about Sami Zayn. Aye, we didn't talk, aye, about talk about Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn might be in a worse fucking position on SmackDown Live than he was on Raw. Let's be clear here. Mm. This motherfucker got to SmackDown Live and consecutively lost. Every single fucking match he was in. Sure. He looks worse. He, he just didn't win worse. against Baron Corbin at a pay-per-view. Wow. He had a fucking roll-up. Then he got fucking beat up on Talking Smack right after. Sami Zayn got beat up like on Talking Smack before, dweeb. by the way. He looks like a dweeb. He looks like a fucking dweeb. Sami Zayn has always looked like a dweeb. Respect. That's kind of his gimmick. All right. Sami Zayn right. has always looked like a dweeb. That's yeah, not his gimmick. That's not, real, that's not really his gimmick, though. He was winning on Raw. All right, go ahead. Who's right, winning go ahead, on whatever. Raw against, I mean, whatever. that count-out victory against Braun Strowman? Is that what we're heralding over here? Did he, he had win a against Samoa line. Joe he had, in, he had in a better storyline. He had a better storyline with Braun Strowman than he did with Baron fucking Corbin. And let's be for real. That's very true. Y'all haven't even picked up on the fact that, that Baron Corbin eliminated Braun Strowman from the fucking uh, Andre the Giant. That should have been a part of his fucking storyline, but it wasn't. How about that? Listen, anyway. Braun Strowman, we have the money in anyway. the bank pay-per-view coming up. There's a lot of... In interesting things coming up. Way better than a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls there's of Fire two, is going to be fire. There's two There's two ladder matches. The first ever women's ladder match Congratulations. ever in the WWE. Congratulations. You guys can do that on a fucking Tuesday. You can build that match on a fucking Tuesday. Because only fucking dorks and marks are watching your show. <laughs> <laughs> y'all so aggressive. Listen, I love it. But, it, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, we gotta wrap this shit up. Sure, <laughs> we gotta wrap this shit up because this is like, uh, the, like, damn, hot take after hot take. Me, all right, look, how about we end the debate here and we just continue to sort of discuss, just sort of things moving forward? Because I kind of do want to talk about SummerSlam and mm-hmm. what Justin thinks is going to happen at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not necessarily Summer- a debate or anything because no, 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 we no, let no. the people. SummerSlam's gonna be. SummerSlam's gonna be uh, interesting. I'm pretty sure that people are gonna they're gonna go SmackDown because that's the uh, that's the that's the trendy thing to say. But sure. I think if you look at the the tangibles of Raw, I think it's a really good show and it's been a really good show for the past month. But we'll, we'll see um, who had the better argument between me and Justin. How about that? I mean, Rather it is what it that. is. We keep we keep the lights on. Listen, but um, it is. Go ahead. I think SmackDown's gonna be or not SmackDown. I think SummerSlam's gonna be a real interesting show. I think at the top you gotta have Braun and and, and Brock at the top. Um, for the title, I got Braun taking it, honestly, which would be hilarious. But I think it's also that that's a built-in um, that's a built-in play for Roman to win mm-hmm. the belt by like October, I believe. Because I mean, if you look at it, Roman beat the Undertaker. It's his, it's essentially his redemption, uh, another redemption arc for him in the third year in a row. But um, I think that's going to be the the top of the the card. But I also think SmackDown's main event, ironically, is a little bit more interesting. Because I, I well with Finn Balor, I think we're gonna end up eventually get Finn Balor either Finn Balor and Bray at the top or Finn Balor and Seth at the top as a for a rematch of last year mm-hmm. and some type of stipulation. 
But um, but the thing about that is that Finn needs something to become the demon for. And I, and I, I always felt as though the Brock match was what he would do it for. But I'm feeling like they're not even going to have that number one contenders match be either the number one contender faces him at Great Balls because I feel like that'll be Braun or maybe the number one contender faces him at SmackDown. I have no clue what that, what that story is going to end up like, but I feel like Finn is going to be probably the number two face on the show. Hmm. So I don't know where that's going to go. But SmackDown is more interesting because of the John Cena situation. Right. I think now, it, go ahead. No, I think in terms of the main event of SummerSlam, you're talking about Braun versus Brock Lesnar. I think I think that can definitely happen. I find it. I'm not sure necessarily when Braun returns, or if they would have this weekend. This weekend. This weekend. Oh, that's you're saying you're saying you're seeing a surprise return. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling it's this weekend. I feel like um, I don't know. I can't. I can't say that specifically, but I feel like even if he didn't return this weekend, which I can see, if he returned this weekend, it's a great. It's it's a great you know thing for Raw because Raw has sorely missed Braun Strowman. Um, I don't know if they have necessarily time. Not really. With the timetable of, with the timetable of his return, I don't know if they have the time to sort of build it up to the level of Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. I think Brock Lesnar Braun Strowman would be a great fun match because I think you're going to see Brock Lesnar bounce around the ring a lot more, and I think Brock Lesnar is the best when he so- shows some sort of form of vulnerability and then he sort of comes from under and figures it out. Um, but yeah, then, like the Goldberg match. Right. The Goldberg match, was, which was a five-star classic to me. But then I feel also like this is the last year of Brock Lesnar's contract. Um, you have the oppor- got to start losing. Yeah. You, you No, not even that. You have the opportunity to make a real good big star on a really big stage. I think you go with Roman. I think you keep the title on Brock Lesnar until WrestleMania, and then you have Brock, and then you have Roman Reigns take it off. I feel like that's just in terms of just like, building towards that and i know that people are going to hate it but it is going to be what it is but i feel like you utilize brock lesnar in the way you do you create the sort of uncertainty where it's just like oh is he really leaving or is he not or if he is leaving you know he's about to do the job to roman and it's going to be a great match nonetheless but they got to wrap they got to wrap the finn story so finn's got to lose or win eventually and i don't think they want to beat finn so like if that match happens it's going to be some chicanery where it gets it, it gets fucked up and Finn will eventually... Like, Finn should not be waiting for his title opportunity that long. And I feel, I feel like, like he will, definite- though. I feel like he will to, like... I feel like he'll get an opportunity sometime this fall. But really, like, the, the, the Finn train doesn't really start until, like, after WrestleMania. When Brock Lesnar's yeah. completely out of the picture and it's just the focus is on sort of Finn from there and they can use everything because it's like we, we see, we know the plan is sort of a Roman versus Brock at WrestleMania, but what's the, really the plan for Finn? Is it Finn versus Triple uh, H? Is Finn. It, is it, we don't necessarily know, so it's going to be sort of subsidiary on the card, but it can be used to sort of building up, build him up from there. Because I don't think the Bray thing is going to happen, even though I would. I think they need to just get that over with. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, that Bray is someone he could bring the demon out for. I think that's a fall but, thing. Yeah, but it's like Bray. Bray Fuse never get anyone over, so it's like that would actually be worse mm-hmm. than what he could do. You, you want to keep Finn at the top, and you want to keep him winning. Right. But it's like he's going to run out of people to win. And honestly, I feel like we're going to get Finn and AJ in an interpromotional match or something like that. That'd be cool soon. Mm-hmm. That'd, be that'd, cool. that'd be cool. But like on the SmackDown side, like. The John Cena thing kind of makes things interesting because I had always pegged it for Nakamura's John Cena mm-hmm. at, at SummerSlam and have Nakamura go over and just be like, you know, that'll be the thing. But the Jinder Mahal thing makes things interesting because it's like if you have Randy lose, and let's be clear, I have Randy winning in, in Money in the Bank, by the way. Okay. But if you have, you know, Jinder retained by some, by some miracle, I guess, if ratings hold up to the, the way that they want them to, then you have John Cena versus Jinder Mahal for the title. And that's John Cena's 16, what is it, 16, 17th uh, reign? Yeah. With the, 17th, with the 17th reign on the line. And it's like, oh my God, there's intrigue there. But you have Jinder beat him at SummerSlam. And then you eventually have, uh, you eventually have, oh shit, I don't even really, I guess you'll, you'll have Rusev or you'll have Nakamura take the title off of him. Uh, that would be an awful feud. That would be an awful feud, by the way, because neither, neither of them can talk. Jinder Mahal versus Rusev? Yeah, I, I No, Jinder Mahal versus Nakamura. Oh, yeah, I think, that would be, I think that would be pretty... I think after Jinder Mahal um, loses this championship, it gets a severe cooling off. Like, that's, a, that's what I think. I think it's a... Hard body, mid-hard. It, yeah. <laughs> um, 
then there's also I feel like there's one more pay per view. There's one at least one more SmackDown pay per view after this Money in the Bank one, and I think they're no doing, mercy. No, it's um I think it's Battleground. They're doing Battleground, oh, Battleground for SmackDown. Yeah. So I think that's where we see maybe the third. I think to me I think um uh Jinder Mahal will retain and then we'll see Randy Orton um possibly take it back at that Battleground pay per view. Mm. Um, what do you? You talked a lot about NXT's revival. What is probably the most exciting part about NXT right now? Mm-hmm. I forgot to bring up the revival too. Who are about to come back? And oh, that's yeah. what that's it's injury injuries of tape. Whatever it's, the debate's over. Yeah. But um, I think NXT's been a great show to watch for the past two months. Is it since mm-hmm. Nakamura left? And I, I have I've always said that Nakamura was holding that show back. He was. Yes, he was he a was. guy who, agree. who never. He never showed up. He he was not interested in any of his feuds. I feel like he was. He felt like we felt, you know, right. uh, going to the to the main roster. And I'm, and it's funny they now he's on the main roster and people are like he doesn't feel special anymore. And I'm like, what the what did you expect? You yeah, wanted him there, pretty much. But I, anyway, I, I but feel it, like his most engaged was that first match with Sammy, and then after that, it was kind of just like sort of going through the motions. And yeah, he was like, oh, I gotta actually wrestle a fucking. I got to wrestle in Florida every week. Yeah. Ah, shit. Right. Yeah, I'm going to finish. But um, I, I think that with, with NXT, you know, Nakamura held it back. And, and I feel like in a lot of ways that Bobby is too, but I feel like that's going to change soon. But, like, we have engaging characters that people love. And I feel like, you know, the NXT writers are allowed to write in a bubble. And that's their main, you know, advantage is that they don't have to worry about Vince looking over their shoulder every minute. And I think, you know, it's not fair to say, but I think it's also fair that, the main roster kind of look at what they do in NXT and say, well, why don't we just use that? You know, and I feel like this has worked for NXT for three fucking years at this point. Why haven't they gotten it? Every single takeover is better than the show that that precedes it, and it's better than the show on the main roster that precedes it the night before. And, and I feel like the NXT revival is only getting better because, for one, I have you have no clue what's going to happen next. And that was the best part about NXT a couple of years ago. And even if you didn't know what was going to happen, the way they built to it there was great. Like, Authors of Pain and Heavy Machinery, we know that's about to happen. We know it's going to happen. But the way that it's building there is it's cool. Mm-hmm. Asuka losing, we know it's going to happen. But the little things that they do, like in the last episode, they show Ember Moon writing off her release so she can come back to action. It's the little things that NXT does with the story that makes it more compelling for you or for, for the people. Well, there was another thing on the on last, uh, last episode of NXT that was dope where it was like it showed um, Cash's Ono and Hideo Tommy outside. And, there were, you know, he, Hideo apologized to him. And it's, it's stuff that doesn't happen shown necessarily mm-hmm. in a long interview segment it's stuff that, that's just a little understated stuff where it's like it happened backstage because you know nxt is an hour show yeah it happened backstage where tommy blew up at him and then and then hideo apologizes but that's going to build up to hideo's you know we already know it's turning heel but it's right. building up to a heel turn right uh, i think nxt um i think post with all the, the sort of the max exodus of talent where you have the fins and the shinsuke nakamura's and the tag teams and all this other stuff it was kind of it was kind of floundering for a bit because they didn't necessarily take the time to sort of establish the sort of talent that follows after it. it took after the the three of the four horsemen ca- got called up. It took them a pretty much over a year for them to decide to call Bailey up because just the roster wasn't necessarily ready at that point. And I think now we're we're seeing a lot of different things. We have there's a lot of talent on the show. Um, they're utilizing the UK superstars. I think they're utilizing. Um, a lot of cool new talent that they've got from the independent scene. Um, they're utilizing a lot of their homegrown talent. I think we can mm-hmm. see um, sort of NXT sort of harkening back to the days, the 2014, 2015 days where it's really at its peak with all the superstars that are on the main roster now. Um, I think the only thing that sort of needs work in the division is probably the the tag division is probably going to need work after this since Gargano and Ciampa eventually broke up, but there there was no reason for them to continue chasing the titles. And I think the women's division definitely needs work because pretty much it's, it's, as Asuka says, it's really Asuka and no one else. Because no one else is on the level of Asuka. Um, while Ember Moon is good, she doesn't have sort of that character sort of, uh, sort of pops off the screen and someone to be able to relate to. I think people want... They need to pop those uh, those contacts out of her eyes. I, I 100% agree. And people were <laughs> yep. just like, why would you do that? It takes away from originality of her. And I was like, because it looks fucking stupid. stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks stupid. stupid and just talk like a normal person. That's my only critique about yeah. her. Just talk normally. Have, like, you seen her in a, have you seen her on Up, Up, Down, Down? No, I have not. 
she's she's awesome on there. Why don't they just let her be that? Like, just let her be that and not this weird witch character or ninja or whatever the fuck she is on, on TV. Like, but I think they're starting to go to that now. And I would be very interested to see where they, as far as the women's division, I'd be interested to see where they take Billy and uh, Peyton. I would, yeah, I would like um, to see that too. I could see them being sort of overpowering Oscar, and they may possibly they win the belts. Who knows? But I yeah, could, I, I, I think that would be a much stronger idea. I don't think you necessarily have the the, the strength on the women's roster on NXT. But it, but the th- but the thing is, with the women's roster, that's crazy. Is that there's a women's there's a women's tournament coming up next month. That's so true. that's where we're going to see our new stars at. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because mm. you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sold on Ruby Riot. I'm not sold on. Um, she's over. She is she. Yeah, she's over. Is she? Like, yeah, is she over. really? Like, is she really? She's over. I feel like people were cheering her <laughs> for the opposition of it all, but I can't say that she's over. You know who's over? Oscar's over. Nick Nikki Cross is over. Nikki Cross is definitely over, but I think they've she's had more time over to than s- sanity. She's more. That's one hundred percent. I agree that. I feel like with Ruby Riot, I don't, I don't necessarily see that she's over. I think that she, but you got to try. She's like, been thrusted into this position, and it's just like, um, it works because it's an opposition. But at the same time, it's like, who the hell are you? People know you from sort of independent scenes, but they haven't really established her. They just, in they NXT. just had a video package for her though before oh, really? takeover. I didn't, I didn't watch. Yeah, that. the video package. Yeah, they had it. Yeah, they had a video package for her. She's over. They had a they had a very Roderick Strong esque. It wasn't like three parts or two parts, but they had a very like lengthy video package on her. And uh, I think it was the Go Home Show mm. before Takeover. To my knowledge, I think for Takeover, I think she wrestled a lot in Chicago, and possibly that's the reason why she's over. But to me, she's not over. I can't. She was think- great in that. She was great in that match. I don't know. Off. I'm just not feeling Ruby Riot at all. I think it just comes off very like, what the hell is this? I think it's just been thrusted on me, and I'm like, I don't really know what this is. Um, well, I think when you see the uh, when you see the three way match next week, I think it's next week between or in two weeks between the, the you know the rematch. The, the rematch. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be dope. I th- I I heard a lot of good things about that match from people who were there live. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear that you know. She kind of showed her ass on that, so I, I think we should wait to see, to see that. But again, like they're they're showing a lot more women in the in the absence of Oscar on the on the show every week. They're showing a lot more women, like the the uh, bur- burlesque looking chick. I forgot her name. Um, that MMA girl who changed her name. I don't even know her new name anymore. I think her name was Sonia at first. And her, she's, she's got a, a new name now. She's but got... um, they're showing up. I, I forgot her name. She's got yeah, like the cornrows. She she was in that. She was in Tough Enough. I, I remember. Yeah, and I, I think they're they're doing a lot with the overall presentation of the women too that they they didn't do before, where it's like you know we're just gonna throw these guys out there and let, we're gonna see what works because they're over on the house show, you know their their little house show circuit. So that's cool. I, I I dig their women's division right now because it's still growing and it's always growing. And but they've got no they got more people coming. They've got like Oscar Part Two on the way. Um, yeah. So like. Right. This isn't over with, with the with the with the Japanese wrestlers running the women's division shit, but um I think the tag division, TM sixty one or whatever the fuck they're being repackaged right now. They have to be repackaged and are, they're on the way back. Yeah, they're so I, I think they're shoe ins for the next champions, but I, they need more. I will agree, they need more. And I, if it has to be like taking some of these European guys and, and putting them in a you know an attack an attack team, or taking some of these CWC guys and putting them in a tag team, they need tag team badly. But we also have. Montez and uh, the other guy coming Montez up. Montez and as well. Aiden, not Aiden English. Sorry, Angelo Dawkins. Mm-hmm. I think they debut next week. Oh, really? I think no, no, no. They're one of the tapings, but they they should be debuting soon. They should be debuting soon. Um, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of there's a lot of upside on the, the NXT roster. Person, I don't know. I don't. They started with. The I think Tommy's on the way out. I think Tommy's on the way out. I, I I I would hope so. Um, they started with the Velveteen Dream. I'm not really sure about Patrick Clark. I don't think he's. I think he looks the part, but he doesn't commit to it like a fine dango would. Um, Adam Rose. That's what I see for him. Adam Rose. I hope not. Um, I see Adam Rose for him. He, Bobby Roode. I feel like he's on the way out. I I don't see it for Bobby Roode at all. I don't see for I Bobby Roode and, and and Cassius Ono. Just to be completely transparent, I don't see for Cassius. Well, they Ono. haven't they they haven't let Cassius turn up, and I don't really know why. But if you notice, I think they're trying to get him. Like, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful, but like they're trying to get, get him, him back lo- into shape. Yeah, get him to lose some weight. Yeah, yeah, and I he's been losing it. You can tell. 
but I mean, it's I don't like his tough. gear either. The gear is pandering. Yeah, his, his gear is super goofy. His <laughs> uh, I think the the boots that he wore on an NXT he last might as well be uh, the last episode, dresses. they look like. But he was wearing a romper. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a romper, but they, huh? they haven't let him turn up like they like they should. Like the, the match with Almas, he right. turned up on that shit. That was a dope match. I think Almas is probably one of the best NXT stars right now. That's probably could potentially be champ. He's the person who should be in, I feel like, Bobby Roode's position, and he would flourish in terms of that. He would turn it up well, to I don't know. Level. He's the one thing I don't like about the show, and a lot of people are like, they like that about the show. And I'm like, well, what? if he keeps losing, it kind of defeats the purpose of him ever, you know, of him right. having a losing streak. Right. No, that's true. But but they're pushing a story where I guess this is going to – I feel as though this is going to introduce a stable for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know – of who is going to be in it, but it's like, I feel like this is to set up something for him, but I don't know why you have to keep him like leaving. Cause I mean, I feel like he dodged a bullet not getting called up. I, I had said from the beginning he was getting called up and then it didn't happen, but mm. I feel like he dodged a bullet there. I feel like he would have been lost in the shuffle. He would have been Ty Dillinger. I could see him. Honestly, I could see um, Andrade almost. I could see him in matches against John Cena. Like I could definitely see him. I like I see big things for him for some reason because it's, it's just natural charisma, just sort of just shows, and it's, it's it's just easy to him, and everything comes easy, and he's just very very talented. So I could just sort of see that. But well, what about Alistair Black though? Alistair like, Black. Like, I hope he can. Well, I know he can wrestle longer matches, but I feel like yeah. it's a it's a shaky situation. You're putting him in how you're pushing him, him. in this yeah. sort of way. And then expecting, eventually there has to be sort of progression. And I know you guys talked about um, possibly calling up earlier than usual. Yeah. I feel like he just needs to take his time. I feel like to sort of push him up would be detrimental to him because I guess you throw him in it. And it ends up in a situation like an Apollo Crews where he's not a fully formed character as of yet. And then you expect him to be when he gets up there because he's on a roster full of fully formed characters. And then he looks yeah. very shaky in the light. Like that's that's essentially what I think. I think if you continue to build him, continue to show different sides, maybe a bit of vulnerability here and there, but not totally. I think if you continue to build him like that, you're gonna get the sort of maximum output that you do. But I think just to throw him up immediately, like an after SummerSlam or something up recently, I think that's probably a bad idea. It's great that he's, he's definitely gonna win the belt. He's definitely gonna win the belt. But the thing I hate about NXT is that they beat the guys two times before they do that. Yeah, and I think. And I think that, like... Even if he loses, it looks funny. It's just going to look yeah, funny. Yeah, like, even if he just loses, like, I feel like they shouldn't... And, and I, I've did, you know, we had a conversation, and I had a couple of, like, alternatives. I was like, maybe you don't beat him twice. Maybe he just loses once. He doesn't give a fuck about the belt. And he leaves, you know? Right. Like, I hate that Nakamura lost twice. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't legitimize Bobby Roode. Because he lost, like, anytime Nakamura loses, it's always due to some fuckery. It's always due to the knee or some shit like that. Like, that made Bobby Roode look like uh, he was lucky. Right. Like, that didn't make anyone look strong. It didn't make anyone look better after those two matches. And I'm like, you know, if Alistair Black loses twice, that's going to kill some of his allure because I feel like the big reason why WWE likes him is because he looks like he can beat somebody up for real. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's why they want him on these shows because it's like, yo... He could go against Brock Lesnar realistically and one kick will knock him out. He looks like a UFC guy. Yeah. But calling him up early, you know, it's it's, it's a detriment. It will be a detriment because we haven't even heard a fucking promo from the guy yet, you right. know? Exactly. Right. Um, Justin, I think this is going to be the entire episode. I don't think we're going to go into music it's this been week. It's an hour. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go into music this week. We'll we'll touch on What what of- would you what did you want to talk about in music? Let's talk about this um this is, and I know this is probably exciting you. This party next door, EP. Oh man, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the, the oh man just came. To, <laughs> we can we can he's do. Got, go ahead. He's got two joints. It's the uh, rendezvous and freaking. I think freaking you is going to be one. Uh, that's going to be the one for him right there. Is freaking it? you is going to be the one. And it's not because it features Young Thug on it, an uncredited Young Thug. <laughs> that's not him. That's not Young Thug? No. No, it's not. Then who the fuck was I listening to? I don't know, wow. bro. Right. That was a dick. Maybe you had your... Mills, Maybe Mills you had knew your... exactly what he was doing there. I knew... No, 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 no. I thought... I literally thought it was Young Thug. I was like, you know what? Justin probably loves his song. <laughs> nah, it's not Thug. It's but not Thug. I, I was like, that was probably why he he loved this song, but I don't know. Um, no, I, I, that's, 
the reason I loved it is is, is because the uh, uh, the beat and primarily not that second half is a little weird. I, I even mentioned it before. I was like, I I didn't think he sounded like sounded like Thug. I thought he sounded like Hendrix. I thought yeah. he sounded like Future. Sure. Do, do, like, do that's th- what I that's, that's that's what I thought. Do you think this was, um, in terms of releasing Colors Two EP, was it sort of premeditated following the release of Bryson Tiller's second? Because I feel like. Um, I'm still here. I've, I've heard, I've heard, P and D. You know the baddest, the baddest guy in R and B right now. Party next door. Um, <laughs> I think, I, you know, I heard him talking spicy about a few things. He didn't really say any names, but I think everyone sort of knew where he was alluding to, considering just the release of Bryson Tiller's, you know, sort of lackluster project last week. Um, do you think Which this is was a weird pre- project? I don't, I don't know why Bryson Tiller even. I think it should have stopped did, after did the, the the rain interlude. Like the first ten tracks were fine, them second yeah, I, nine I, tracks were just like, "What the fuck is this?" I don't know. That's 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 such a such a perplexing release. Is it not like that's, you put out a release that is essentially like content wise even like sleazier and worse than your first album? Right. There, there's no redeeming qualities to it. It sounds like one really long song. You're rapping way too much on it. Like I, this is not what, that's not what your fans wanted to hear. I feel like he, he just went very anti like fan on this one. And mm. but yeah, um, I I feel like I, as far as it being like a retaliation of Bryson Tiller, like I won't put it past Party Next Door. Like it's not really that hard to call iTunes. You know, look at who his boss is. And, you know, you can call iTunes at any time or Apple at any time. And say put this out next week because I just want to show it. But it's like, I mean, what's it, what does it really do for him if he does that? It's not going to outsell Trops uh, or whatever that fucking album is called. Fucking um, it's not going to outsell Tiller, so I don't really yeah. know why he did it. Yeah, I, I don't really know why he would why that would be the reason. I, I feel like it was probably, he just wanted to put some shit out just to let people know that he started this whole thing. But, but like, I don't really feel like P&D sounds anything like Tiller to me. Yeah, you know, it's a, a, lot of people it's a make bit that. different. It's a bit different. I think there's more textures to P&D than there is to Bryson Tiller. Yeah, like sonically, like Bryson Tiller is a guy who just kind of talks through a lot of the stuff that he does. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like P and D. If he got off the loud, he probably could still sing like he used to. But you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're stuck with yeah, like we're, we're stuck with what we have here. But I, I mean, like as far as the project, I can't really compare the two. Like the, sure. the colors too is way too short for me to even say that. Yeah, it's, it's you can't bad. really compare them. But I just say it's sort of the move. And just one more quick thing: um, what do you think about? What do you think is um, about sort of Yachty's first week sales and is it telling of him as an artist in terms of promoting and marketing and all that other jazz? Yeah, I mean, it it, it, um, it proves what a lot of people were... Like, this is my thing. Like, people used to cut all these promos, like Joe Budden, and like, oh my God, I'm so upset with Yachty. And I always say, like, keep wait until they drop an album. I always say that. Wait until they drop an album. It's going to show you who is who. Who's really buying it and who's really, you know, real. Mm-hmm. And this is proof. Like, people like Yachty as an idea, as a martyr, as a personality, as all of that more than they will buy his music. And these first week sales prove it. He might go gold by like October maybe. He might hit a he might strike a hit. But his oh you know, this is why people are always saying don't look at opening week numbers. I'm looking at his second week numbers. He did what, forty or something like that? Pure sales? That's gonna go down to about fifteen to ten next week. Yeah. Which a, you know with maybe even it, eight. It, like it's it's not even I think I think with sort of Yachty, I agree and I think Long-term wise, I don't see him in music as much as people, in terms of just selling as an artist now, I don't see him in music. I see him doing yeah. other things. I see him cool show on Viceland or maybe an Adult Swim cartoon or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, give him a show on TV. Give him a show on Snapchat or something. Yeah, like, I, I don't see it for him musically, and it isn't to, like, shit on the guy, because right. I'm, I'm glad that he is where he is. But, like, this is proof that, like, people... If you're real, they'll still they'll still buy it. Like there was that narrative where it was like he worked for McDonald's a year ago, and it's just like you know, like that type of narrative doesn't matter to the to the regular person. Like mm-hmm. no one cares that he's happy. They care if the music is good, and you know, like the music wasn't good. The album was really bad. It's like some of the worst shit I've heard <laughs> in a really long time. Like there's there's it's what it's like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, I think. No, no, no! It's, it's no, it's, it's, it's or is it just, or is it Bryson Tiller that's like just under an hour? It's like it's um, it's, it's just way too, long. way too long. It's so long. It's so long. It's 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 stupid long, and it's like you know, like Yachty is just not the artist to carry that, and I, I think that that just goes to show, like you should not. 
be upset about all of these me, you know, this meme, you know, SoundCloud rapper stuff because they don't really sell that well anyway. It was like when Soldier Boy came out and did like fifty eight thousand the first week. I was like, guys, like these are people that are cool for one thing, but they're not cool for another. Right. You know, like a lot of people are not gonna buy it and people are like, hip hop's dying. I'm like, well Kendrick's still the, the highest selling rapper of the year right now. And Drake is still the highest selling rapper of the year right now. And Future is still the highest selling rapper of the year. These are three artists that put a lot into their craft. Mm-hmm. And Yachty, Yachty has... And this, is a, this is an era where no one flops. Nobody right. flops. And Yachty flopped it. Right. 100%. 100%. Like no one flops. Like I think the last the last album that flopped, and then they ended up striking one with a hit uh, with with Black Beatles. Like Rage, Shrimp Life Two flopped. Yeah. But then they ended up not flopping. Now it's gold. You know, like Yachty could very well go gold later. But I don't I don't see it from this album. But like this is an era where no one flopped and Yachty flopped. Can we leave the argument alone? Can Joe Budden leave him alone? Can we all just say it is what it is with this guy? One hundred percent. Um, Justin, thank you for coming on. It's it been has way been a too pleasure. long. It's been way too long. Um. Since yeah, man, I, w- I want to say, I want to announce something. I want to announce something. I want to say something. One more thing. Sure. Yeah. Very cool announcement. I'm, I'm going to bring the podcast back in June. It's coming back in hey. in two weeks. So, oh, nice. Uh, Voice of the Voices is going to come back to SoundCloud and iTunes, and my first guest will be, uh, or it'll it'll more than likely be Josh Pease. So oh, we're gonna nice. we're gonna we're gonna um he's gonna return to the show for the first time in two years, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about things, and I'm gonna get him to talk about. Uh, I'm gonna try tentatively try and get him to talk about peas and carrots so um yeah just just stay tuned for that i'm going to try and get him to talk about casey veggies uh, and I, I i would love for him to do that and i'm going to talk to him about that today but i want to get i want to give the casey veggie story Beautiful. see if he could do that stay tuned so. for the voice of the voiceless this summer yeah it's going to be a, it's going to be a hot summer i'm going to try yes. and get josh peas and bobby hundreds and a lot of people to do it i i, and I just like to do a show where it matters you know I, if i'm going to do the podcast i want to make sure that it's something big where i can just kind of put it out and i can let pe- let it breathe for a minute and then just like kind of like come back to it whenever but um yeah i the new season's coming so it's gonna be a hot summer beautiful you coming this summer right you coming to new york uh yeah i, I gotta get everyone's talking to me about it today like i gotta get I'm my tickets t- i was looking at tickets today i'm gonna take you to the block <laughs> i'm gonna take you to the block i'm gonna treat you real nice g and I need we, that. I need that love. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, that want to kill me. They said I'm not allowed to come out there. Sure. Nah, you allowed. You with me? I've always said. I've always said when this nigga comes to New York, he's just gonna get hit by a car and it's gonna be like a who done it, like with Stone Cold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be the wild who done it because there's like so many people who are like trying to uh, allegedly like I'm saying. I don't. Want, I don't want to say no names. This. But you know, it is what no it names. is. Um, but, uh, Justin, thank you for coming on. We're looking forward to the voice of the voiceless coming this June. I, um, right. A very spurring de- debate. I'm looking forward to see two people. The reactions. Had you the, see the reactions. The best argument. Um, this has been episode 112 of the Two Belts Podcast. 112. Um, we out. Peace. Aye. Gang, gang. <laughs> Justin.